Hello, hello. Well, hello there. Episode five, the lowdown. Episode cinco, fiesta. <laughs> We're just waiting for Josh. <laughs> yeah, we have a special guest today, Joshy boy. None other than Joshua Newis Smith, darling. Um, a good dear friend of mine in Zaharo's joining us to weigh in on the inevitable, the most contentious topic yet. Slut shaming. Yes. And he is going to bring the sass, honey. Oh, all the snaps, all the sass, all the hair all tosses. All the sass, um, all the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're waiting for him to get on, uh, Z, do you want to kick things off and jump right into this thing? I sure do. I sure do. So every week we have a little poll on my Instagram. And thank you again, everyone, for weighing in on this week's question. It is a heated topic, so let me phrase it. The question was, what do you think about slut-shaming? And God, I hate that word so much. Same. It's so gross. Um, But getting right to it. So two-thirds of the responders said it was unfair. A third of the responders said that it was justifiable. So let me break that down a little bit, like I usually do. So of the people that said it's unfair, half were male and half were female. Slow, slow clap for you guys that said it's unfair. Small (laughs) clap for you guys. And not surprisingly, of the people that said it was justifiable, 83% were male. Now, Hmm. best believe, sis that I followed up with those folks that had Y chromosomes and asked them why they thought it was justifiable. These are, these are important perspectives to understand. So I actually did get some interesting responses. So a couple of guys said that they thought it was totally valid for a woman who's single to be dating multiple men getting with multiple men if she's keeping her options open but when she starts to cause drama or deliberately plays one guy off of the other or makes or kind of like flaunts that in his face or throws it in his face then that's what warrants the shaming that's what warrants the you know accusatory stuff or kind of making her feel bad about what she's doing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, okay. So I think, I think being nasty and overtly smudging anything in anyone's face is childish and uncool. However, I think the interpretation of, I think a male's interpretation of what a female is doing in those scenarios, especially when it comes to dating around and keeping her options open and, as we call it, playing the field or keeping a long roster, um, I think a male's interpretation of that in regards to his ego is going to view it as being rubbed in his face. But I think that's actually a misled interpretation of what a female does when she's dating around and feeling out you know, who's out there and what sort of suitor she wants to be associated with. Um, I agree. I agree. And I also think that if guys, if you do find yourself dealing with these types of women who are all up in the drama, 
all about throwing it in your face. Maybe you should stay away from those types of women. I'm just saying because <laughs> to me, that doesn't sound like normal behavior. That's so extra and so unnecessary. Just do you. Keep things on the, on the DL, you know, and carry on. Yeah. Um, Josh, are you there yet, by the way? I am here loud and clear. Joshua, <laughs> yeah. yay. Welcome. Yes. How are you girls? Fabulous. We're good. Thanks. How are you? We have I'm V pumped to get involved <laughs> with you girls today. Wonderful. Hell yeah. <laughs> Z run, run the run the first question back past Josh real quick because I want to hear his way in. He's always got the best answers to these sorts of things. Oh, you mean the poll the poll question? Yeah, because I think he's only now connected. Sure. So quick quick. So Joshy. As you may yeah. know, my question this week on the poll was, is slut-shaming justifiable or is it unfair? Well, bottom line, I think it's the most unfair thing. Um, I mean, I'm a bit of a self-confessed slut. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what makes it sound. Golf clap, golf clap. Well, but I just kind of feel like you just own it. Like, I would never want anyone to feel bad about the decisions they make in their life. Unless it's something grossly illegal, then you should feel bad about what you're doing. But, obviously, if you are going out there and enjoying yourself, and you're in ownership of your own body, then no one should shame you, shame you for that whatsoever. And I think it's just kind of a very reductive, and it's a very basic way of of just putting a label on someone who is just going out and having a good time and and they're just in tune with their body. Like, I think that, like, I'm in tune with what my body wants. Am I slept 24-7? No. Am I occasionally? Yeah. But, like, do I want to be made to feel bad about that? No. And do I make myself feel bad about that? No. Because why would I make myself feel bad about something um, that actually makes me feel good? So I find... <laughs> completely like just the worst i hate it i just don't get why anyone would use it anymore <laughs> amen well because people be insecure yeah i also think people yeah they are insecure and i think they're also insecure of people who really know what they want as well and i think people find that really scary when you meet someone who's like really independent and they know what they want and they want to go after it and they do it in a really unapologetic way so if you if you wouldn't don't have it in yourself to do that, then I think you would that would make you feel insecure and that's why they do it. But just because someone makes you feel insecure, you should never use a label against them. For Absolutely. sure. I agree with you a hundred percent, Josh. And you know what? A couple of guys did say that if you're honest about like your needs and you own who you are and you know, this is who you are, that's totally fine. But if you pretend to be something you're not then that's not mm. okay. And then that's where like the shaming would kind of come in. But I, I disagree with that um, just because there's no need to make somebody feel bad about who they are or that they have a past. And some guys even said, people just need to mind their business. It's not a big deal. It's the 21st century. Get with it. Um, people have options. They're doing the same thing that men are doing. And um, there shouldn't be a double standard like that. Although admittedly there is a double standard and there, there always will be a double standard as long as men and women continue to exist on this earth and I think mm. that in some situations guys do try to use this you know um, the fact that a, a woman is sexually liberated and 
out there doing her thing whenever she wants um, against her as kind of a power play or to make themselves feel better about themselves. Does that, does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at even the, and I'm, we're talking about a heterosexual female to male scenario, by the way, but Josh, obviously this applies to any two people in any scenario, as you all know, but the right. whole thing is pertains to a, a man wanting this double standard. For me, it plays out even in their habits and of how they, how they buy things, how they consume things, not only women. Think about, they want the newest, shiniest, fanciest car that no one else can drive. They want the newest, freshest pair of shoes that no one else can cop yet. They want the newest, shiniest girl that no one else has touched. Well, guess what? She's been touched, and she probably wanted to be touched, and you're going to have to deal with that because if she's shiny and new and fancy and good-looking, she probably gets to have her pick of the field. So guys need to accept that, and that's just how it is. Yeah, and to add to that, Kels, so I feel like in in an ideal world, a guy will have um, his choice of the woman who is total nut job and crazy in bed, and then at the same time, they've actually never gotten with anyone. <laughs> that's like the the ideal woman, right? But um, that's kind of where the whole Madonna horror complex thing comes in. Um, and I don't know if you break that down, break that down. Yes, yes. It's called the Madonna horror complex. And this is in the Freudian camp of psychology. Um, sidebar, I love psychology and read up on this stuff all the time. So here's my little spiel. So basically, let me break this down. Madonna is the virginal ideal woman who has all the qualities of that motherly figure that the guy grew up with, right? Somebody who takes care of him and, um, you know, dotes on him, all that good stuff. Now, in terms of viewing her from a sexual perspective, totally non-existent. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, the whore, obviously, is somebody who is sexually liberated, somebody who is independent, wild, free, and he's very, very attracted to her, right? Like, he, she's the girl that he wants to take home. However, he doesn't want to marry her. But he would want to marry the Madonna. So it's kind of like this dichotomy and um, mutually exclusive states of being. And so for a woman to actually embody both of those things, it, it, it causes like a short circuiting in the male brain for people who have, for guys who have this complex. Um, they cannot mm -hmm. see both qualities in the same woman. And honestly, mm -hmm. this, I've had people like, experiences in the past friends yeah life, yeah well it, it implies right that desire and respect are mutually exclusive when it comes to the way you view a potential partner and for me in particular I find that there's not only the fact that this this symptom I would say exists in so many men's uh forefront and lens on, on how they approach women but also I don't want to take this too far in flipping it, but Z, wouldn't you agree that sometimes women as understanding of this complex will then try to kind of curtail and tailor themselves to being both at the same time and end up losing anyway, like trying to be this 
you know, hot, kind of out there, like lady in the street, freaking the sheets dichotomy <laughs> when might not be either or. And I think women bend over backwards to meet that. And I think that's also a shame. Yeah, I think generally, if you're trying to be something that you're not, or you're trying to play up a side of you that really isn't there, that's a problem. <laughs> How long can you actually keep that up for? And eventually, it's they're going to see through it. Right. And it gets, that would be exhausting to try to keep up. Oh, like I'm so innocent and I'm such a good, good girl. Well, no, maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you're a little dirty. (laughs) I don't know how to phrase it. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being a little dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh, I know personally that you, for instance, in your dating life and sort of in your world, I mean, you're kind of offering up how you are and who you are straight up out of there, right? Like no, no sort of preface whatsoever. You are who you are without any, any sort of acting or trying to hide. Is that correct? No apologies. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, a, how does that work? it's like a SARS, not SARS approach to life. I'm just like, <laughs> this is it. Cause you're only going to get found out down the, lo- down the road anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than being like, Oh my God, I'm with this really great goody two shoes. And then you realize that actually they're like a closet slut. Like that's <laughs> like, that's like an awakening and a half. But I do think that I do treat people differently. So I like would say like, if I have like a regular, fuck buddy um i know this isn't a family show so we can use the word fuck so great. <laughs> no hold it's all right it's all right we'll go a little people, in this episode a little like say but people can literally turn around and say to me like oh my god but why don't you want him to be your boyfriend and i was like no because he's just sex like he's like that like he's not a boyfriend in any way so uh, but then again, when I look like you were just saying about like white, like men wanting to like wife people up or then you want to wife up a certain person. Cause then my straight friends be like, Oh, she's someone I'll take home to my mom. But I think that as well, when I look at like boys, I'm like, he has got a husband face. So I'd be like a husband <laughs> face. I'm like, that is just someone I need to marry. I need to be in wedding pictures with. Mm-hmm. You need to make that happen. But it, that might be someone. The Instagram, I mean, honey, in the official age we live in, you've got to think these things through. Um, Meghan Markle, wedding pictures say what? Like, literally, like, oh, that's my goal. Um, but like, that's so funny. At, you go ahead. Go ahead. But I look at people like that, and I'm like, you're a husband category, category, and then you're, like, a fun category. Like, I do defy people up like that. And I do think that sometimes I act differently around different people who, when I want certain things out of them so if i can i'll be in an absolute freak in the sheets with someone i know that who can a handle it and b i know is just going to be some like casual temporary thing but if it comes to then me being like oh my god i really want a long-term relationship with this person which is rare for me to come to that conclusion ever because i'm like a kid in the candy shop 24 <laughs> 7 um yeah it's I do. I will. I, yeah, I know. I can't even impress myself through this. I'm actually be wholesome. That's such a lie. I'm not wholesome at all. But like, I do. I will act differently around that person to give them a different impression of myself. Interesting. But I don't feel that that is me holding back on something. It's just me getting something else out of a situation yeah, that I want to do it because I feel like, like I'm controlling of, it. It's more like instead of having the radio on full blast you kind of just dial it down a little bit and then when it's time you just kind of crank it up to the max and blast your eardrums out 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do that all the time because even with my personality, I always freak out. If a boy I'm going to go on a date with finds like my videos on social media of me being super over the top gay, interviewing celebrities, I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing you can see at me because it's going to give this awful impression of me. So yeah, like I do react like that for sure. Like I definitely have a radio dial up and dial down every now and then or just a good talking to myself. Okay, can I hear something in the ring, guys? Absolutely. Shoot your shot, girl. Girl, I'm back. Shoot from the hip, babes. You have to shoot the J from the top of the key. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how there's the phrase, you can't make a hoe a housewife? Indeed. I've heard that. Well, my question to you is like, you know, some of us. Some of us might be experienced, you know. We might have, we might be packing game, right? But you don't want to let it out, out the bag too early. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to give the impression like, how are you so good at this? Or how did you know to do that? You know, these sorts of things that you might want to keep in the back pocket for a later date. My question is, do you guys find that you hold back to keep, I don't know, like to keep the man from feeling like he has he has no sort of depth or business punching above his weight with you because I find that sometimes I try to like, I don't know how to put it the right way, but men want to feel like Columbus discovering the new world, right? They want to be like, oh, I didn't know that you were a double D. This is crazy. Like the way you dressed didn't imply that or, oh, I turned her out. Like she had never done this and this and now she does circus tricks. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a bit of power to holding your hand back. Um, and I, I, I kind of get mad at myself, though, for curtailing my own abilities, we'll call it, because I feel like I got a lot going on. But you know what I mean? Like, I wonder and I wish I knew why that I why I sort of hold back and try to make a man feel like he's discovering me. And I think it's actually symptomatic of growing up around shaming in general, mm-hmm. because you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah, my I guess my response to that would be. We're adults. It's the 21st century welcome like like there's nothing left to discover like how I mean to hold back on that kind of sucks it kind of sucks for both you and him doesn't it yeah but have you ever done it though I'm trying to ask like surely surely you've held back a bit no 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 holding back No, for me, it's it's simply because I, I find that, like, some, this is how I have experienced men. Some dudes get freaked out when you're too good at something straight away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, do you hold you back, have- Josh? Do you hold back <laughs> in your experiences? I definitely, I definitely like to leave something in the truck. Do you know what I mean? In the trunk? <laughs> <laughs> truck or trunk both work um no because but i'm not because i i do get what you mean because i do think sometimes if you give someone too much of a good thing straight away then they will back away from you and they'll be like mm, well actually he's actually maybe kind of too dirty for me like but he's wait, just kind of like- i have to interject here i have to interject interject because if a guy or a girl um because you know we're 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 all about equality here um if a guy or a girl is gonna be a certain way with you and you're down and your mental state of mind is like yeah i want to be with with this person and the other person is on board with that then you should be totally hype that you found somebody that you that you connect with on that level and other levels as well i feel like 
I feel like the person who's going to judge you on those kinds of things isn't going to, isn't the right person for you and you shouldn't go against the grain. Right. No, and like, I'm with you. Push oh, yourself on that person. I'm with you. I'm only saying in an ideal world, I totally would act on that very belief see because I hold the same as you. I just know I'm out here trying to trick men into thinking they turned me out because they're not ready for this sauce. <laughs> they're not ready for the triple pepper spice. They want the mild intro. And I'm gonna give it to you so you think that you're I told you mm. discovering the new world. Plant the flag, baby. Congrats. Yeah. That's yeah, and you got like guessing as well and there's also something i wanted to say about this whole slut shaming thing as well is that i think it's very different in like gay world mm. i don't i think it's very hard to slut shame someone because we just have so many apps that facilitate it and so many people just act on their own urges in gay world there's not there's only a few people i know who wouldn't be like oh god i'm not going to do that because that's going to make me feel bad about myself i feel like there's much more of a like forgiving culture for it um, and there's a lot more open discussion about it because, you know, you find people in open relationships, for instance, who are like pouring out left, right and center, or you'll get someone who is more inclined to go down the sauna on a Saturday and they don't even care about telling their friends about it. Like I do definitely have more forgiving culture. And it makes me think as well that maybe we can also like learn more from those kind of relationships we have. This is a really good point mm-hmm. that I want to go off of because this has been my own, own deduction, Jay, off of how I've seen you and my friend group kind of behave and also being a female and seeing how I behave with my heterosexual dating life. I find that the barrier doesn't exist between gay men, for instance, as far as the physical and what you will and won't do right away. Because men, they're built externally. And in the sense, I mean, from um, your, you know, your sex organ to everything to testosterone, your outward, you know, ready to clash sort of mentality, things that are me- men are physiologically predisposed to and mentally as well. Whereas women, we are internal in every sense of the word. And that, I think that, that sort of, I guess the clash or the yin and yang to it makes it unfortunately a different ball game. So two men, they're external. They, they want, you know, face to face, they want to be chest out and ready for anything. I think the barrier then lowers when it comes to physicality whereas females i've heard many men as well say this like z i don't know about the feedback that you got fully from everyone that voted but an issue with understanding that the woman that they are being allowed to enter has been entered before if i want to put it that way because i'm not kidding though it's like they're worried the it's also a muscle by the way but they're worried that the vaginal muscle will not be strong enough. okay totally i wish we had a doctor on this right now that's just that's oh. just false. False. I know, but men feel that way. And I, don't you find it ridiculous? Like, it's it, it still blows my mind. Like, everyone's diameter is set, and it does not waver. It actually can accommodate a male or a baby. I'm pretty sure the elasticity is solid for life. Like, what you're with is what you're with. You get, like, worn out like a pizza dough on the table. Well, we would ask I mean? Josh's like, opinion, but I don't think he has much to contribute <laughs> I do not have much to contribute on the vaginal muscle. Um, I mean, I fingered one once and it was very horrific for me. <laughs> so, and I think she's uh, still recovering from the process. And Kelsey, well, well, just to add to add to your point, because um, you're talking more about like the physical nature of men and women and how it relates to their their thinking of of sex. Um, I think it's interesting that, I mean, maybe Josh can expand on this a little bit or opine on it, 
but do you think that um, the outward nature or the openly sexual nature of gays um, is a reflection of the fact that it was more t- it was taboo for them to be openly sexual for far far longer than it was for women for example to be more sexually liberal does that make sense um yeah i don't really think it's like an historical hangover though like i never feel i i'm not this is quite a bad gay thing to say like i'm not very aware of what gay culture's been through so i don't necessarily think that i make a active decision to do it because it's been taboo for so long i think it's just i honestly think it's just that boy and that boy mentality and like literally it's just that's what's driving it i think it's just a completely natural thing and i think straight boys would be like this and they want to act on these these urges they have to get with girls or whatever but they're more conditioned historically to be thinking you need to wife people up you need to do this Mm -hmm. you need to do that certain ages as well and i think that's that's a a historical hangover i don't necessarily think for me that is the case but i do think there's definitely a lot that straight relationships can learn from the way that gay relationships operate as well in terms Mm -hmm. of say this idea of having an open relationship is completely normal now and everyone basically has one and if you meet someone who's like monogamous entirely you're like oh my god this is basically so rare and you're like oh my god you're just sleeping with him like it's quite it's quite weird but then um that that's become like a social norm but i'm just saying it creates more safe spaces and it's more open and more open for discussion as well mm-hmm. you know what i don't like though unfortunately there i do know that in in certain strains of the heterosexual monogamous relationship, there is open relationships now kind of sprouting up more and more. Yeah. What I hate about OJ is it's not, a, of course, you can probably predict what I'm about to say. It's not an equal split in that sort of uh, agreement. The male and the female can bring women into the situation in an open relationship, but guarantee you if a woman started bringing other men into the deal, like they oh, have to share the, that is a no go. Oh yeah, That's no. I, I know yeah. so many. I know so many situa- of so many situations where the male can get with as many females as you want, as as long as the female is there to partake or agrees with it. But it's the one way street, and I don't think that's a true open relationship. If 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 that's like the idealistic form, you know. Yeah. Well, I think like everything just has to be. It has to, relationships now have to work mutually for each person. Like I think there's mm-hmm. so long when we've given ourselves over to someone else because we feel like that's the right thing to do, and because also there's so much choice now. Like you can be like on the way back from a date, and you can be swiping on Tinder straight away. You know, like now there's this culture of choice. I think that's going to change a lot as well, and mm-hmm. I think people are quite empowered by the choice as well like i just don't think girls have any qualms of being like "Mm, actually i kind of like do i like this person sort of do but maybe i'll just carry on swiping anyway you know like there's i think it's gonna be a cultural shift i just think it's gonna take a lot longer well you know what's interesting Mm -hmm. is that over what 75 percent of marriages end in divorce and we're talking i believe that usually when they do this um statistical analysis they are monogamous traditional monogamous marriages uh it would be very interesting to see what the divorce rate or breakup rate is i guess depending on the sample of people who are in open relationships is 
And even the marriage rate, I would love to know the percentage of people in our age group and younger that are even focusing on or, or following through with the traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. Still. I guarantee that number has dropped mm-hmm. significantly because social norms yeah. change. Um, also, fun fact, guys, I'm going to flip this entirely on its head real quick to take a, a moment down the etymology road. Um, I looked up the origins of the word slut, and I thought y'all would appreciate this and we could talk a bit about it. So Let's go. This show is so educational. It's Right? We do try. We try to be scholars. Um, so the first use that it's ever it was ever recorded uh, as far as in like contextual use of the sentence was in 15th century German um, to refer to a oh, uh, the word Schlute um, to refer to a, a, a disorderly man Whoa. who was kind of a slob. And then the word kept getting used in, I guess, like different colloquialisms to refer to refer to a disorderly, you know, sort of unkempt person. They started using it toward even young children, young ladies, young men as um, an adorable. It got transferred over into English eventually. And it was, you know, she's an adorable slut, as in she's a bit of a mess, but we love her anyway. Imagine calling your little kid a wow. slut in the mall. It gets so much shade. So much shade. Oh, child protection services will be right on you in a flash. So then it started being used in, and still in, in like, I think 16th to 17th century English terms. The word slut finally took its full root, which unfortunately it only now lays toward women, but it is a woman of loose and disorderly morals. Mm. And she's loose and disorderly and in every sense of the word, I suppose, or as we would call now a hot mess. Um, Thoughts on the origins and how maybe you view the word slut? What causes you to think of or use it on yourself, others, actions in general? Well, I think, well, hey, thanks for the history lesson, babes. That that was great. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like with the definition of it now being like of questionable moral character or however you described it like I don't think it's immoral <laughs> like that's what I just have a very different kind of view on it and yeah I do band it around with my friends as a joke I'll be like girl you're a slut <laughs> like <laughs> if she's done it but we're kind of talking about it like Kelsey I think you'll agree with this like we do kind of use it as like a funny badge of honor right yeah absolutely like She's out here earning her stripes. It's definitely <laughs> It's like cultural reappropriation, isn't it? We're literally like reappropriating the label. I mean, would I want to tell my mum that I was a proud slut? Mm-hmm. No. But <laughs> will, I tell, will I tell people at work that? Also, probably not. Maybe my agent, if she's listening to this, will go mad that I've even said this. But like, <laughs> but you know, like we can we can talk about it and make it into a joke and make it funny. Yeah, I agree. Z, what do you I think? agree with using it. Um, in a fun like a funny way like just like how you say bitch guess what you know like you're not really calling your friend a bitch but you're just it's a colloquial use of the term right and honestly the closer you are like when you call somebody a like bitch guess what (laughs) that means they're your really really close friend you're not just gonna call like you know starbucks barista bitch give me my coffee (laughs) you'll get carried out as we've seen wrongfully so this past week right when this guy's got 
arrested, which oh, is that was really reprehensible mm-hmm. sidebar. Um, but going back to the conversation, I just never really liked the word slut. Like, I just, um, honestly, the way that it rolls off the tongue doesn't please me. It's not fun to say. Just like Uber, right? Uber. Like, ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> just call the car service. Like, I don't like saying certain words just because they don't <laughs> feel right. So that's kind of where I come from, like, using that word. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also I also wanted to bounce real back <laughs> Uber. Um bounce back real quick. Um, as well as the I guess obviously like the origins of the word and the time that they were being used, the context would have been like, loose morals meaning it was in the Christian mentality and sort of that was the paradigm mm-hmm. of those people. So they were implying that she had loose morals as in she wasn't saving herself and she was letting just any who Tom Dick or Harry, you know, get his chance. But anyway, well to think you couldn't get yeah. married to think you couldn't get married again if you already consummated your first marriage. How horrendous is that? It's limiting. I mean that's the limiting. Oh god, to think <laughs> we've come so far, you know. We truly have. And I think also, though, in coming so far, we definitely have to touch on the fact that this is not just a a man v. woman thing or a man v. man thing. Talk about women shaming other women. That's actually my biggest issue out here. I expect most dudes to prove me right and kind of look down on girls living their, you know, living it up and trying before they buy. I get that. I can't stand when other women try to sully one another's names and knock someone else's success by trying to make it about what she's done behind closed doors and attributing her success to something that they imply is not earned. Um, I think that's the biggest form of slut shaming I see among women is in that sense when women feel another woman is not deserving of her success and tries to play that card. Yeah. I hmm. find that. Well, the really crazy thing is, is like, I work in a very female dominated industry. Like I work with no boys. And I actually see that at first hand every single day. Everyone is, the first thing that people want to do is with a successful woman amongst other women is question how she got there. Oh, it's, they never, yes. it's never like she made this on her own and that's completely fine. Like, oh my God, clap in the back. It's like, how did she get it? Why hasn't it happened to me? She must have done something to do that. Like, it's a very bitchy industry for sure, like working in fashion. And it's crazy because we are actually then reporting uh, articles and sending them out which are all about feminism and um, sticking together and being stronger together but when I've actually worked in the inside of those magazines they are the bitchiest places they are the people who would (laughs) pull down it's because that's real life and whatever is out there and published and you know put out there for everyone to see as some representation of feminism that's all polished and perfected to reflect a certain image and way of thinking when in reality things are not like that like you just said no and i just think it's such a shame because i'm, I'm such a big support of women like i'm the biggest feminist going and i'm the first person to pack oh my god bit <laughs> of that. yeah joke bad yeah i think it's such a shame that they can't do it to each other's Ever. And as an alternative to the word slut, which is, I, I shudder when I say it, I prefer turbo thought. Like, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> turbo? Jetpack jet shorty, the, like turbo thought. Like turbo the Optimus color. Prime of wayward women. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh. 
like powering up on people like super saiyan mode. yeah it's just a softer <laughs> it's a softer term and it's fun and it, it's like cartoonish you know I mean, cool Marvel. But, I think they've got a new superhero bet. Oh, what do you guys think about? Oh, so this is what I wanted to bring up. So I just read something, um, an interview that Amber Rose did. And she said that she walks around naked in front of her five-year-old son um, and doesn't, like, shame him or say, oh, like, cover up mom. You know, let me, let me go put some clothes on. You know, you walked into mom's bedroom and I'm naked she just lets him kind of like see everything and she she has um art all over her house of like literal vaginas like straight up female sex organs and he knows about everything he knows about babies he knows about menstrual cycles and and all that jazz so what do you guys think about that is that a positive thing is it negative is it a little bit of both your thoughts i think it's I think it's 100% positive. Um, I was talking to one of my model friends about this the other day. I mean, I sound like such a dick. I work in fashion and I've got into model friends. But she was saying, like, she's a plus size model, right? And she was saying, younger kids need to see more naked bodies. That this archetype of this straight up, straight down skinny girl isn't normal and it isn't be more um, open to seeing naked see. I think what she's doing is amazing to do for a child. And I probably will get some dodgy looks from people like being like, yeah, I've got pictures of vaginas all over my house. I think it's a healthy thing. I don't, I think knowledge is power. And if you educate young enough, more. Yeah. I agree as I agree a hundred percent with what you said. I think she's doing the right thing because every it's contextualized, right? It's not just, a vagina on the wall her naked body and then she's not explaining hey this you need to respect women it's 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 a body that's that's really all it is it's only sexualized by society um and that's where like my issue comes with on tv when they literally show 99 percent of the breast and then the nipples covered like what like you don't think i see everything why is the nipple so explicit like Um. that's that's kind of like drilled into our mind like this is explicit this is wrong um yeah. and it's a sexual yeah, thing when maybe it's not maybe she's just like hanging out and her nips out happens you know why why do yeah. we have to sexualize it <laughs> it's also a lot to do with with the way that that media purport and try to keep the hook on people as far as what's sexy what will cause an already desensitized, oversaturated mind that sees enough imagery every day? What's going to keep someone believing that there's that thrill factor? And kind of going off what both y'all said, I I really do believe that um, that shamefulness over one's body is a learned behavior and that we're all born naked anyway. And, and what she's doing is, is really commendable because if she's not scrambling to cover herself up when her kid accidentally walks in the room, which let's all face it, we've all had that moment with our parent probably. Um, that's, that's teaching someone, even that act of, of you acting ashamed as the parent does teach your kid something. Cause they're, they're a sponge. They look at every little mannerism, every little expression, they hear every word. Um, and, and those things, yeah, they definitely come to the fore when they grow older. So um, having that open relationship and discussion, like you said, the contextualized dialogue is super important. And, and yeah, the whole like, all boob, no nip thing. I've never really understood because <laughs> it's, it's a boob. I mean, it's it's going to be sexualized. It's a temperature that's actually sexual. Well, no, not to the kid. Oh, no, no. I'm, I said about- tis a tit. <laughs> yeah. T- tit for tat. 
tete-a-tete. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you guys though. But um, my other my other thing though, really quickly is like, if we can take it all the way back to the beginning about kind of our operative definition of slut shaming, what do you think needs to change? Or what would you do if you could flip a switch today to kind of get this to stop? Or what do you think the root of the problem is? Mm. Mm, that is a big question, babe. I, I do think the root of the problem is, is otherness. And any opportunity that people can get to make themselves feel better about themselves, they will take it. So if I was going to flip a switch, that is the one thing I would get rid of, is this sense of otherness and this need to always have someone to define yourself against. That's where slut-shaming comes from, because that is someone actively being like, you make this moral stand, I'm in this moral pool, and then you're wrong because you're in a different moral pool. No, you just need to educate yourself about that moral pool and where the understanding of that comes from and where their characters come from and why they make those decisions. And I think as soon as we take away the otherness, we wouldn't have any problems. And then we could get along in the really harmonious Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, skipping through fields kind of way. Like, I think that's the main issue. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I I think if somebody were to make you feel like you were being shamed because of your past or how you currently are, I think my initial reaction is just to reject them flat out like just cut them off not even deal with them give them my peace of mind and tell them to go off and you know um just run around doing their own ignorant thing because I feel Mm -hmm. like like Kelsey said those things are learned right that maybe feeling shameful and also shaming is learned and I don't know if you can really teach adults to be better and be better humans um they need to be enlightened mm-hmm. on their own um but that's my opinion and maybe um going the whole amber rose route and just being open with your children and raising them in an accepting um environment is is the best way to go for the future i don't know if much can be done with you know what we curling got around us they've just got to be woke from the beginning <laughs> change over time like i have completely different set of opinions to what i would have say like five years ago and i've learned those through being part of like a wild variety of like friendship groups and like learning from people so i do think there is the possibility for change in adulthood but you gotta be willing that is the problem hmm yeah, I, I personally, my whole thing is um, I've always believed that you can't convict an innocent man. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I don't feel like there's something wrong, if I don't feel ashamed of what I'm doing, then you can throw shame at me all you want, but it's going to roll right off my mm. back. And I think I, I wish I could flip a switch in everyone to really claim autonomy of their own body and decisions, taking it back. I think Jay mentioned that earlier, but if you are happy, if you can look at yourself when you wake up every day and if you can walk away from any scenario, situation, or act, have you, um, feeling good and happy and satisfied, then what more do you really need? Like, talking is talking is talking. It can't kill you, can't touch you, can't hurt you. And at the end of the day, people talking about you is still talk. Um, and it, has real no, it really has no bearing on, on your future prospects or what you do in life. Um, obviously, there's certain things where it can hurt you. And Like, professionally, I think there's 
times to be tactful and times to keep things uh, private where it is your private life. But um, yeah, I wish people really would feel, feel a bit more secure in taking ownership and true autonomy over, over their body and their decisions. I got a hundred percent. And also like, if someone's talking bad about you, at least you're being spoken about. Do you know what I mean? You're talking about me because you're bothered by me. So fine. Crack on. It must mean that I factor in your life in some way. And then the sad reality is. Business is booming in the hatred and trolling economy. Like hate and shade is the, is the biggest moneymaker there is. You can look at any prominent figure in the world right now. They've got more negative being said about them than positive and they're raking in the dollars. So Mm. they're building careers off of it. In fact, (laughs) thanks for my mortgage payment. (laughs) Y'all appreciate the haters. (laughs) All right. So what's the, what's the life hack today? What's the life lesson that we're going to give? Be liberated stay liberated do your thing don't pay any mind to people who want to shame you throw rocks at you yeah i mean if you're if you're shaming others get a life Mm -hmm. get a life get your own life and start being more happy with the decisions you make (laughs) that would be my thing is like shaming only goes as far as you let it take seed in your brain so quit hating and just get a life yeah and just own your own don't own shame don't own someone else's shame you can't you can't take that on yourself that is their problem not yours just carry on doing what you're doing and as long as it's healthy and it's safe and you feel in control of it crack the heck on (laughs) oh yeah and and main actually can i add a life hack point oh to all of the people out there that ask for body count, that is the biggest slut shaming indicator ever known to man. If you ask for a body count, you can go count the number of times that I'm gonna be saying fuck you because that is the worst question you can ask and it tells me everything I need to know about you. And you're gonna get No, I really lie, have so. to I really have to um mention this, uh, that with older men, this is not a this is a total non issue. Literally has never come up mm-hmm. with with younger men or with um people who are around your age that are just emotionally immature it is a massive issue and Mm. it doesn't need to be one um because it literally serves no purpose in my opinion yeah Um, like the purpose of knowing that is to either shame or to judge internally right and project maybe project that onto the person and i must say that (laughs) i was actually involved with someone at one time who was sensitive about me bringing up guy friends like at later points in the relationship like like I need like for some reason he felt like I needed to talk to him or to mention who all my guy friends were at the beginning of the relationship and so whenever I like what list them out alphabetically like like, like that's the kind of impression I was under at one point like months and months into it because I'd say oh like my friend Chris like just text me something funny like here's the joke he was like oh who's Chris like you never told me about him like what literally just my friend and it was a big issue so uh I could only imagine what he thought like of never of, you know, never asking me about my past or like body count or whatever like that you know you just know that like that judgment was there like deep-seated and yeah just crazy that's crazy like in in the immortal words of J. Cole, if you ask a woman how many men she slept with, you know you need to multiply by three. You're gonna get a lie, and you're also gonna get an L. 
for even asking that question. Yeah. So quit bothering. Quit wondering about it. You're asking because of your little small ego. <laughs> and and drop it. Leave it. Let her have a pass. And you got a pass too, honey. So unless you're willing to talk about your roster of former players, leave it at the door. Yeah. I think also, like, the thing is, with body counts for me, I just don't care because, A, I don't think in numbers. <laughs> so if someone even asked me, I'm like, <laughs> really actually don't know because i think i just lost count after the first one i was like done like it doesn't really matter like it doesn't matter to me whatsoever and b you should be thankful that person slept with x number of people because it's made them into a better lover and you are going to benefit from it like, <laughs> that's an interesting like, perspective i would just be like thank god you had sex with that many people because i'm benefiting from this world-class blowjob now do you know what i mean like well, yeah, like, you're not going to recruit a player that had no experience in the league. Like, I want someone that's, like, been top scorer every season back-to-back and played for eight teams and internationally and has 20 caps. Like, give me the best player you got. I mean, girl, we don't have time to see sassy, independent women that we are to train someone up. Oh. There's not enough hours. I'm not in the I'm not raising any man. I'm not putting anyone on my back. And I'm certainly not taking anybody through no learner's kit on how to do nothing. <laughs> You need to come correct. You need to come ready to play. <laughs> With your game face on. We started. We started. <laughs> Starting five. Okay. Well, guys, I think that was really positive. I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling pretty good right I like now. It. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, Thank Josh. You so Thank you so much for joining me. Josh so, Lewis Smith, y'all. Yeah, I feel so bad right grinder. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to let us know how that goes <laughs> i'll whatsapp you later <laughs> it'll be off record because like grown people we keep ourselves to ourselves we don't be dry snitching on ourselves and with how no and if anyone listening to this who thinks i'm the world's biggest hoe from what i've just said i'm actually not and i'm very well-rounded individual and Kelsey especially <laughs> i have many redeeming qualities I have many with And he's single. Hey, man, he's single, and boy, is he daffing. So give us, a, give us a DM. Hit us on the DM. This isn't just a face for a podcast, babe. Basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, y'all. Right. Well, uh, on that note, this has been episode five of The Lowdown. Thanks, and everyone. Thank you Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.